3: All right, we are back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, and uh, Eric is up next. Thanks for holding over the top. There are the, you know, the, I don't I can't say top of the hour anymore. Thanks for holding over from 11 o'clock until 11.05, Eric. How are you?
4: <laughs> That's okay. I can't talk some days either. There you go. So, I called you a couple weeks ago on this on my 15 Frontier that all of a sudden my door locks or door unlock feature had quit. Um, basically when you would turn the key off and pull the key out, it would unlock. And all of a sudden it just randomly stopped doing it. So I tried reprogramming it. Didn't make a difference. It just spent a day and a half over at Nissan. And the, as I believe the phrasing of the technician, when I picked it up here an hour ago was, I'm bald. Thanks to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pull all his hair out. Yeah. And they haven't solved the problem. The coding is set correctly. He showed me everything. He he spent 20 minutes going over the diagnostics on this. All the coding is set correctly. They've hooked it up to all their different scan tools, etc., etc., etc. He says everything is set correctly. He said it should work. He said we even went and cut a new key to try it. He said I even put a new battery in your factory remote. Now, I have an aftermarket alarm system on here, and he says something is causing interference between the factory module. Yeah, he's basically something's causing electrical interference. He says, "Is it possible it's the alarm?" Do they take it I'm out to sure. try?
3: No, they. So I would have done the first the way, thing I do. It's, it's, it's that's an easy yeah, I would have just unhooked it and hooked it back up and ran without it and see what it does.
4: Well, that's what he told me to take it back to who installed it, which is Car Toys, and talk to them. He said, because he won't delve, basically, they're not allowed to delve into the aftermarket wiring like that. Um, BS, but
3: that's okay, whatever. Well, I, I guess that's an excuse, but, but like, whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if that's what he says, that's what he says. That's BS, but whatever. I mean, he, he's yeah. a technician. He can delve into whatever he wants to to fix the vehicle if that's what he thinks was wrong with it. Well, he he's just protecting his backside from having somebody come back on the alarm side and say, "Well, it really wasn't the alarm." I mean, it's, it, he, what he's trying to do is eliminate the finger pointing, but he didn't yeah. help you. Sorry.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm on my way over to Car Toys now to ha- talk to them off schedule. to Take it in there. But is it possible that just at random it gets all of a sudden yep, – I mean, yep. it's been there for five that's years. That's
5: why I hate car oh, that's, alarms. That's exactly the time they go out.
3: Yep. I, five years, an aftermarket car alarm is terrible. That's why I will not use one. Okay.
5: All right. I, I will not yeah. –
3: I, I would, I, I I would put a club been, on before I'd use an aftermarket alarm.
4: I, I've just never been, had a factory alarm system that I was
3: overly happy with,
4: you know, and most of the and some of the aftermarket ones I've generally been pretty happy with. This is for I mean you know my previous vehicle I had an aftermarket alarm on there for 15 years, and although it was replaced twice, just because the they offered me an upgrade to it, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm wondering if you know. And I never had problems. And I think I, I, I think in my wondering. world
3: from being that guy being a technician working on all those things all those years I've. Never owned one. Never will own one because every single time you had a problem, it was usually that, and that's why personally, I'll never own one. Yeah, that's usually the first yeah. thing. That's the first is thing I'm always taking out. that back, out. Back in the day, that's so, the first thing you got rid of. And the way they install them, you know, they're, they're, they never install them right. They no just, offense, those guys are not technicians. No, they're not. And they're yeah, they're if you look underneath, there'll just be a spaghetti mess of wires. Probably the other say. reason well, he doesn't want to mess with <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, that's
4: what I was. That that was kind of the way he put it. Was cause, and I mean, because I've done stuff under the dash before, and I've seen how it's how some of the wires are kind of jumbled up, jumbled up in there. Yep. And he's like, you know, he says, "I'm not sure which wires." Oh, and that are I'll, give, I'll
3: give him, I'll give him kudos there. No, I, I, that one I can fully understand. He says, you know, he says, I, he says, and that's why we're not allowed I to. can argue if with you him there. Want to have
4: it removed? He says, you know, he says, if you if you want to have it removed. And he says, take it back. He says, who did the install? And I said, car toys. And he says, take it back to them. He says, explain to them what it's doing. He says, let them play with it. He says, if they want to remove it, you know, he says, to see if the, that resolves the problem, he says, let them do it. He says, They're going to understand how that wiring is in there better than I am. Mm-hmm. He says, so he says, I would let them do it. He says, and if they remove move, remove everything and it still does it, you know, it's still that up. He says, then bring it back. We'll go through it again. And he says, because, uh, you know, he's like, well, what what happened when it started? Doing that? I said, well, I just come out of the car wash. They ran it through their car wash bay five times, the cleanest my truck's ever been. He, he says, you know, he said, I had one guy, he said, we were crawling around underneath the dash and looking for water intrusion. Mm. He says, you know, he says, just to make sure. He says that, you know, like water isn't getting into the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I, he says, we can't find anything. He says, that's the only thing we can think of is something is causing interference. So, but that actually makes sense what you guys are saying. Is that yep. you know it's possible that after five years, oh yeah, actually almost six years, that that lot guys seen those things go time.
3: bad in six months. So count your blessings. Yeah, I'm being yeah, honest. Uh-huh. And Josh, yeah, Josh no, will understand. say the same well, thing. And you take them apart; those components are the cheapest they're things the, you can find. They're all they're from, terrible. Yeah, they're all from other countries. I don't want to mention. Well, and the way they build it, <laughs> they're just junk. Yeah, I mean, sorry, they're junk. I would own one, but all that's right, just well, me.
6: Well, I think
4: that's that's. I guess that's You're on the right I even track.
3: Him, could it could have be the ignition module. And he's like, no, nope. he was
4: explaining to me the diagnostics, you know, of how everything goes through the BCM and, and whatnot. And he says, that was he's that was my thought, too. He says, he said, after checking all the programming, he says, what's OK, is it an ignition module? He says, so that's why we went and cut a new key. He says and, and whatnot. He says, that wasn't it. So, no, yeah, I mean, Matt. I, honestly, which, which you're a good technician. I think he did a good job,
3: and I, I can't argue with him. I, I, he's on the right track. So, Eric, I'll let you go. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. So, I'm gonna I, squeeze one more in here before the break. Mark in Denver, you are up. Go ahead, Mark.
7: Yes, um, I had the air compressor, uh, the air conditioning compressor freeze up, which broke my serpentine belt.
3: Yes, mm-hmm.
7: and so what I'm trying to do is. Uh, set the truck up as a non-air conditioning uh, serpentine belt okay. on it.
3: And, and That may be hard to do out of the book. It can be done. And the reason I say that is just because you're eliminating the AC doesn't mean that the same belt that's a non-AC vehicle belt fits. It depends on how they did the idlers and some of the other things that are on the truck. So what you're going to have to do is literally, this is going to almost be a trial and error. You're going to have to probably get to a Uh, You know, you buy several belts with the agreement that I can take some back, and you're going to have to just kind of figure out with a seamstress tape how long the belt needs to be and then buy it that way. And, of course, you're going to go a little shorter because you want to be able to have the idler, you know, putting tension on the belt. But that's about the only way you're going to do it, Mark.
7: About how much uh, belt deflection do I need on that?
3: I would say, and Josh, chime in on here, but if you've got a seamstress tape and you measured it out and say it's, I'm going to use a round number. Say it's 60 inches long. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. I have no idea. But let's say it's 60 inches long. You're probably going to want a belt that's about 58 inches. Usually. But there's also kits out there right
5: now. Okay. Um, like Ford 5 liters when the compressor was up here. You can take the compressor
3: put off. Put a pulley there. And then you can put a pulley oh, in its place. Nice. And there's
5: quite a few kits coming out right so, now. So, yeah, you know, I never
3: asked Mark, what are you driving? We should have asked that. Sorry.
7: Well, that's the. Part of the deal is, is I don't want to have to remove the compressor. The system is
3: still pressurized and everything. Oh, okay. And, um, well, then my way is how you're going to have to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. That's how you're going to have to do it my way. So get a seamstress tape, measure out the route that but, you want the belt to run, make sure that it's going to do everything that it needs to. It's running over the idlers, you can keep the belt tight and so on, and, yeah, you're going to want to take a couple of inches off that measurement mm-hmm. for the tension.
7: Okay, well, what, what my real question is is I... How can I get the the uh, kit to replace that idler wheel that they put in there to, to make the route work for the non air conditioned truck?
5: I don't know
3: that I'm following you. You you, you so should. So if be... you
5: if you want to take the compressor out, where can you get the kit at? Is well, it... no. No, they he wants to know how to change the
3: idler to, yeah. around because the AC still being there. I And again, what do you what are we working on, Mark? What is it?
7: It's a Chevy S10. What year?
3: 2003. What engine?
7: With the V6 in it.
3: With the 4.3? 3 Yeah. Hang on. We're going to look up really quick the belt route for you. So, you know what? Let's do this, Mark. Hang tight. I'm going to put you back on hold. We can take a quick break. We'll, we can look at some of this while we're over the, the break and come back and maybe give you some answers. So, hang tight. We will come right back. Lines are open, by the way 303 477 5600. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560.
8: Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior, but refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J.
1: Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance oil change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making.
9: Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, Keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop. And then, if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So, put this number into your phone 303 806 8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio.
10: We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
8: At Arvada West Auto & Truck, we repair your car in a way that most other mechanics don't. Modern cars and trucks are controlled by complicated computers. And just like your smartphone, they need an update every once in a while. Oftentimes, other mechanics ignore the complicated problems that your car's computers can have because the tools needed can be expensive and it takes time to learn how to use them properly. At Arvada West, we spend the money on the right tools, and we take the time to learn how these updates can help to improve everything about your car. That's why our experienced technicians take the extra time to include updating your car or truck's computer to make sure it's running the best it can. Come visit us at 11752 West 64th and let Arvada West update your car or truck. Call 303-422-1065 to make your computer, update appointment, or visit us on the web at West Auto and Truck.com.
3: All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Is this Mark still uh, back with us? Okay. Mark, uh, we are back, um, and Josh and I did a little bit of, of check-in, and the, the first question that I have is, where is, if you're looking at the front of the engine. The AC compressor should be up on the, you know, on your right. The alternator on the left, and there is a idler pulley in the middle. Does that make sense? Correct. Then you shouldn't have to do anything but put a shorter belt on it.
7: Uh, there, no. There's a, um, there's a wheel that's missing that goes like directly below the air conditioning compressor.
3: Well, that but should be. About... That's not power steering. No, it has power steering on it. but um So so really quick, let me make sure that my diagram is correct because I'm, I'm going off of what's in front of me. So you should have, looking at the engine, the crankshaft's at the bottom, water pump is above it, of course. Power steering is on the right. The A.C. is going to be above it. Going back counterclockwise in the middle between the alternator and the A.C. is a idler. It's not a tensioner, it's an idler, and then the tensioner should be down below the alternator on the left-hand side. Does that sound correct? Yeah, that's all correct. Okay, then it's, you shouldn't have to do anything but put a shorter belt on it, because you're going to bypass that upper idler and the AC together. You're going to bypass uh, them both.
7: From my drawing in the tr- on the truck uh, fire, the, uh-huh. yep. where
3: the yeah, what's up front there? Yeah, uh-huh.
7: it shows that there's a additional pulley. Um, on the right-hand side, between the idler and the a power steering pump.
3: Hmm. All I show there is the water pump, which you're going to wrap around. Yeah, um, and but yeah, can, yeah here, can you can you yeah. text me that picture, Mark, by chance?
7: Um, well, actually, just here's the question that okay. I'm trying to, or the thing I'm trying to resolve. Sure. So far, everybody shows me uh, wants to sell me a plate that mimics the and pulley
3: that mimics the air conditioning Correct. unit. Correct. Yeah, Napa has but, one um, as well. Yes.
7: If Should I be able to buy, because that idler's got to be replace, replaceable. You know what I mean? That uh, The one that I'm trying to replace. Should I be able to go to uh, Auto Parts Place and buy that pulley Yeah. Separately? Yeah,
3: Napa will say that separate pulley. Yes. That's all of them. Yes. The tensioner the pulley both whatever yeah or uh-huh. that or that bracket with the pulley on it to replace the ac compressor if you so desire that again it comes down to you yeah all right thank you yeah you can buy all of those and if you want to mark if you run any problems you can text me that picture and i could walk through that with you you know via text message 307 200 is our text line if you want to do that you feel free to do so
7: all right, thank you. All right, man,
3: you bet. Appreciate it very much. And, again, folks, these are always difficult to do over the phone when you're not looking at it because the other thing that I have found, and so has Josh over the years, while I may have a description in front of that, may be different from what my picture shows. I've run into that numerous times. Very true. It's not always the same, is my point. So I am not debating what Mark just said about having an additional pulley there. It very well could have. I have no idea.
5: Right. Like Volkswagen makes 100 100- It makes four different 1.8 liter motors that are turbocharged if you don't have the engine code some had a water pump driven by a timing belt some had them external everything's different so
3: again this these are difficult when you're trying to do this over the phone question of the day by the way which i should have mentioned earlier in this hour what are things you should never skimp on what are things you should never skimp on you know we had we had numerous calls on this, by the way. Mike up in Sterling said uh, auto parts. Yeah, auto parts is a big one, by the way. And, and, in fact, I'm one of those where I had to put a brake light switch in a car we were trying to sell the other day. Uh, that 350Z we sold, uh, Josh, I was trying to sell that, and the brake light switch went out. Of course, you know, getting ready to deliver the car you know, to the guy the next day, and the brake light switch is out. And I'm like, well, I'm not delivering it to the guy that way, so I'll put a switch in it. I mean, even a car I was selling. I bought the top-of-the-line switch. It's just habit, folks. I, I didn't mm-hmm. buy the cheapest switch. I bought the best switch. I put it in there. Yeah, I could have probably put the cheapest thing in and sent it on its way, but no, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put the right switch in it, and, and the guy bought the car, and that's just, to my opinion, that's what you do. So that's what I did. Exactly. And I didn't buy the cheapest right. one. And I had, like, no joke, there was, like, four different choices on that car for whatever switch I wanted to buy. I still bought the top-of-the-line switch. Why? Habit. Because I just know from all these years, the cheapest part is not the best part.
5: No. Usually it doesn't work out of the box at the time. Usually the
3: worst part. (laughs) (laughs) I want the best part. So, yeah, that's one of those areas that, yeah, you do not skimp on. And, uh, by the way, we had uh, a listener earlier. I didn't get a chance to mention this. But uh, Bruce from Vining, Minnesota. Bruce, if you're still listening, thanks. He is actually at his town's Watermelon Days. And he's actually streaming us through an outdoor speaker and folks are listening. So all of you that are up in Vining, Minnesota, hello from Drive Radio here in Denver, Colorado. We appreciate you guys listening very much. And Bruce, you're a faithful listener as well. Uh, Thank you uh, very much as well. We appreciate that. Those of you that are listening, by the way, that have moved out of town, gone to other places, I've got you guys in, gosh, you're all over the country. Florida, Texas, Minnesota, Arizona, Montana. Of course, we have tons of Wyoming listeners anyways. But all of you that have moved and keep listening, Thank you very much. I, I really, from the bottom of our heart, we we you know we appreciate that, and uh, and, and I know that um, you guys push our name around on a regular basis, and we're very very thankful for that. So, really, I mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Paul and Cheyenne. Speaking of Wyoming, you're up, Paul. What's going on?
11: Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, sir. Hey, I've got a question for you: remanufactured or rebuilt? On what? Transmission.
3: What vehicle? 99 F-150? Reman. Reman.
5: Okay.
3: Um, And Josh, explain why.
5: uh, The major difference I find is when you get a reman, a rebuild, they'll just go and put new clutch packs in it and clean it up, basically. That's what I always find. A remanufacturer, they go through everything, replace most of the parts, if not all the parts that they can, and then they test it. And that's the real thing is... You know, they run this transmission up, make sure there's no leaks, it shifts and does everything it's supposed to do. So I always find you get your money's worth on a reman, especially on a modern transmission. They're just so complicated right. that you just can't throw clutch packs in and ship it out the door. <laughs> yeah,
11: all right. the reason I ask is because I get this code, so two codes, those 1260 and 1247, I think it's 1247. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the the prognosis of those two codes. It says hard part internal failure, internal hard part failure. Uh it says something about the conductor plate and uh pressure control solenoid.
3: Yep. Makes sense.
11: You're supposed both, both, uh, easily to replace, but there's metal
5: in the pan, which I haven't found out yet. I bet there's and, metal uh, in the pan. Well
11: they've told me that those two codes, most likely is going to be than land, you know. So that's why I was wanting to know whether I'm going
3: to. Be yeah, and I are you are you going to
5: keep the vehicle?
11: Yeah.
5: Yeah, then I would definitely I go. With I like Jasper, I would put a Jasper reman in there if you can get one. It might take some time, so you know, even if it's still running right now, I'd probably try and get that transmission ordered up because they're running pretty slow. On, Yeah,
11: when I I drive the truck, it's just perfect. The problem I'm having is it drops in and out of overdrive. No matter what speed you're going, it just goes in and out of it. In and out of it. And that's when it starts on that code. Mm -hmm. Other than that, the transmission runs great. Yeah, but... I'm just thinking, I'll, I'll that track and if you're me. gonna keep it
3: and keep driving it, I would, I would do the, yeah, I would not do a rebuild. Too many horror right. stories on the rebuild side. I've even got some recently, you know, on some things we've done on our own recently where we went that route and shouldn't have, and it just ends up being a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Should have just done a reman unit in the first side, in the first place. Okay, that's
11: about all
3: I got for you. All right, well, thank you're you. the man. Appreciate it, Paul. Have a great rest of your afternoon. We got lines open. Question of the day what are things you should not skimp on by the way it doesn't have to just be with automobiles it could be anything i mean i don't care what it is let us know 303-477-5600 and you know really quick too back to mark on the ac side which we never really asked and mark if you're still listening i guess the other question that even josh and i were asking ourselves during the break is why not just put an ac clutch on it if that's what's locked up well the compressor well, I'm confused. If the compressor locked up and the AC clutch is working properly, it never engages. So why not just unplug the AC clutch and let it run? Yeah. I never asked that. I should have. I, Mark, if you're still listening and you want to text me back that answer, um, if the AC clutch is free, uh, and I guess what I'm asking is, is the is it the clutch that actually locked up and went bad, and then the compressor went bad, or you know what's the what's the scenario here? But Again, I'm still one where the compressors aren't that expensive. You know, fix it and have AC. The AC runs the defroster in the wintertime, which is very nice to have so you don't have fogged up windows as well. But anyways, just food for thought on my end. I like AC, so we'll be right. Don't go anywhere, guys. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond
12: with Ken's & Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about the driveline components in your car, specifically the fluids in the driveline components of your car. Manufacturer recommendations for maintenance on these fluids vary significantly according to the year, make, model, and most importantly, the driving conditions. Most manufacturers list severe driving conditions as mountain driving, stop and go traffic, cold weather driving, hot weather driving, or towing and hauling loads. By my count, I've experienced all of these conditions just this week. So, how do you know when to service the fluids in your transfer case or differential? Our recommendation is to replace any fluid before the fluid has reached a point of failure. For driveline components, we recommend a 30,000 mile interval with our gear oils and limited slip additives. Many gear oils will show significant signs of sheer breakdown and oxidation well in advance of 30,000 miles and should be serviced prior to the point of failure in order to protect your driveline components. So to ensure that your mountain driver, toy hauler, or traffic sitter stays trouble free and fun to drive, replace your gear oils with a high quality gear oil every 30,000 miles and take full advantage of all the great outdoors of our wonderful state. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again
1: next week.
10: It's harvest time for many Colorado produce crops, and you may notice at your neighborhood grocer that as you shop for produce, there are pictures hanging from the ceiling of the Colorado farm families that raise corn, onions, melons, and potatoes. Well, that's cool, but why in the meat department are there no pictures? Well, the majority of branded meat programs are owned by the grocery store. Very few meat plants in the U.S. can trace the meat in the package that you hold in your hand back to the farm where it was raised. At Ranch Fresh Meats, owner Greg Bloom has searched and vetted out the best quality farms and meat programs in the nation. There is no mystery where your meat comes from at RanchFreshMeats.com. And while you're there, sign up for the weekly email so you can get notified of all the weekly specials. Check them out, RanchFreshMeats.com.
3: We live in uncertain times, energy prices are through the roof,
2: That's
3: 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder with me today. Of course, Larry Unger answering phones. And, of course, Charlie Grimes on our board of being our engineers. He always keeps us in line. Jeff in Eastlake, you are next. What's going on?
13: I've got a problem with my drive line on a 2001 Toyota uh, Tacoma. Okay. This thing, I, I think it's a rear slip joint or in there. When you come to a stop, you can feel a bump, like somebody bumped you in the rear end. Okay. And the whole whole drive line seems to move forward. You can feel it in the uh, selector handle, you know, on the floor.
5: Hmm.
13: But. And then it, sometimes it does it, and then it'll do it when you start off. So I think that thing's not moving back and forth properly, or it's getting stuck, and then all of a sudden it comes loose.
5: It could be that or the U-joints in there doing the same thing. So, you know, if you can get under there, I'd get under there and shake that and then kind of move the truck up and down and see if the slip joint's working in. Because on that one, it's not a, you know, a slip yoke, like some have but how it slides in out of the transmission. It's actually part of the drive shaft. So the best thing to do oh, okay. would, would be probably have that driveline removed and take it to a driveline shop, and they'll they'll fix that slip joint and those U-joints, which are probably up for service, too. Okay. Yeah,
13: the truck's only got like
5: 60,000 miles on it. But on those, they still have Zerks on them, and they need to be maintained. And a lot of times, they don't, the get cheap, especially the cheap oil change shops, they don't hit those Zerks every time. So... If you oh, don't hit crazy. that zerk, it will it will lock up on those trucks.
13: So you really need to pack the grease into
5: them, like yeah. Guess, every huh? time I do an oil change on those, you know, I always go through and just give them a bump with the the grease gun. You know, you don't want to put a lot in there unless it hasn't been maintained. But I just usually give them a little a little squirt, and and that keeps them going yeah. for three hundred thousand miles. And the other thing to yeah. check is have them check those the transmission mounts. They usually don't go bad on them, but they can go bad, and cause kind of the same symptoms too. Kind of that jerking around stuff. Sure, annoying. Yeah, it is, especially in stop and go traffic too.
13: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what a dog on drive shaft. But they probably only make drive shafts for those anymore,
5: do they? They usually try to rebuild yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's still quite a few driveline guys around because what you want it done is you want to have new yule joints put in, and have the slip yoke rebuilt, and then you want it balanced, too. Because then, at highway speeds, you don't get a shimmy, you know, so that's the best way to do it.
13: Okay, so it sounds like that's the problem, anyway.
5: It does to me, yeah, and we we see quite a few of those on the Toyotas, especially if they haven't, you know, been maintained
13: Okay, all right. Well, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You You're too. Thank welcome. you very much. No,
3: thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it very much. And Mark in Firestone. Mark, what's going on? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. Uh, got a
14: 2010 uh, Ford Edge. Uh, the vehicle won't start. It's um, kind of on a security lockout. The security light flashes, mm-hmm. but when I go to read my OBD, it won't connect, and I don't know if one is causing the other or they're both caused by the same problem. I'm not sure where to go next on it.
5: It's, so does the scan tool even light up when you plug it in?
14: It does light up, and I've checked for voltage on N16, I think, mm-hmm. whatever one that is. Right. Um, so th- I'm getting power, but it will not connect.
5: Okay, and the battery is fully charged?
14: Yeah, it's fully charged. It's a two-year-old battery. Um, I've been keeping a charge on it while I'm trying to figure out what's going on here.
5: And how many keys do you have to the car?
14: I have, uh, well, I have three keys and missing one of them, but I have the two original keys.
5: And you've tried both keys in it.
14: I've, yeah, I've done that. Read on the internet some things about uh, you know shifting it through the gears and trying it during and, and after that. No, no luck with that. Um, I've also observed that uh, there's a that. The security light flashes rapidly, and then mm-hmm. if you wait a couple of minutes, it stops, and then it flashes a, a sequence. Uh, flashes once, and then it flashes six times. Okay. Um, Haven't been able to decode that. Let's see.
5: And I guess, and you've checked all your fuses just to make sure the PCM and everybody are, are get energized alive and all right yeah. Energized, yeah. Because yeah, usually, you know, it used to be we would never get communication on. A lot of different manufacturers because the fuse for it was always the cigarette lighter fuse and they'd blow the cigarette lighter fuse and then you couldn't get the scan tools to talk to anybody (laughs) so so i would go through all your fuses and make sure they're all good too especially the cigarette lighter fuse or power port fuse
14: okay i'll i'll look for that one specifically i've tried i've definitely tried all of them in the uh in cab uh fuse box Mm -hmm. and then the one under the hood I think I've hit them all. Um, I moved my relays around, uh, added a, a, a an additional, it's a used one, but an additional one to see if that would change anything.
5: Okay. And with Ford, you know, they don't give you which fuse does what. They just give you the number. But if you still have the original owner's manual, it should have the layout of the fuses in there, too. Okay. And, that's and, and look for the power port. It yeah, I would under, look for the, right the power though. port, auxiliary port, or cigarette lighter. That's how they tended to label those. And that usually fed power to one side of the PCM, and usually is the reason why we can't get them to talk 90% of the time. And okay. there's always, you know, there's you have a bad PCM. P- yeah, or James, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a chance that
3: PCM just not going to
5: communicate, period. And uh, the other side is the fact that it could be another module, because most of them, if you use a generic OBD2 scan tool, they're not talking directly to the PCM they usually talk to the BCM and the BCM does the legwork between the PCM mm. and the generic ones if you have a factory tool we can talk directly to the modules if you have an aftermarket tool they all get their information from the from the PCM via the BCM so you could have that module down too okay
14: I, I do. It's aftermarket. I did download the 4Scan tool. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. But was hoping to get a little closer to, to manufacturers,
5: Yeah, that one's, the that one's pretty decent. I think the guy's out of Europe, so it tends to be a little Eurocentric versus mm-hmm. the American side of it. Because I've, when I've had that one in the past, I haven't used it in probably seven years, but it tended to be a little bit more Euro than American OBD2. And it really isn't that big of an issue, but sometimes... It can be okay. I'll
3: track down that fuse. I guess. All right, Mark. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Jeff in Steamboat Springs. What's going on, Jeff?
15: Hey. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm guys? good, uh,
3: sir. Thanks for calling.
15: Yeah. Well, my wife will be upset with me because she'll say that you you think I'm stalking you guys. No, you're I, not at all. <laughs> I know. Um, I just had to thank you again for sending me to Steve Horvath at Geno's. I've got a this 20 year old All Road drives like a new one, and uh, all of your sponsors and your recommendations are, are the best. I've my, We've used uh, Novus three times my daughter's car, my wife's, and mine. And uh, I'm going to have Dave from the roofing place come up to our house and uh, check out our uh, roof after we nice. have the work done. Nice, so, Jeff. Yeah. Good, thank all you. Of, all of your connections. Well, thank are, you. Uh, I appreciate
3: that very much. Thank you.
15: Yeah, I look forward to using some other ones sometime when I'm in a different part of the state. So, Thank you. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, well when I had a um, somehow it wasn't well um, uh, advertised, but evidently they brought the Mustang Roundup back to Steamboat oh, is up there today. They yeah. did. I
3: had no idea.
15: I didn't either. And my daughter's restaurant is on the street. They're doing it on, and they didn't. No one. I don't know if they advertised it much at all, but I just wanted to let you know. Was that
3: on purpose to kind of subvert the city or what?
15: Uh, I don't know. They had to shut the street down, and it's Yampa, and it's on where we have the farmer's market. So I'm on my way back up home. We've been down here all week again, and um, I'll have to see what the deal is.
3: That'd be great. No, let me know. I would love to know more about that and, again, help advertise it even in the future. I'd have no issues with that at all.
15: Yeah, gotcha. Hey, and thanks for responding to that. I found a, a attic ladder in a home in Denver. So,
3: nice. Okay. That I think we're
15: going to use. Well, like I said, I
3: have one. Problem is in the pantry, so it probably didn't help you a whole lot. But
15: yeah, but they're, they're like hen's teeth around here. There's right? not too many
3: people having them anymore.
15: Yeah, not at all. So, so. well, thanks a lot. You Only bet, Jeff. My no. listening to you well, guys. thank
3: you, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that very much, Ed. And Los Angeles, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. we got a couple lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600.
1: Most oil changes are the same.
0: Arvada West Auto & Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive and after 40 years of service Arvada West Auto & Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto & Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims,
3: or call them at 303-422-1065. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet, All right, we are back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Ten minutes left in this hour, then we got another full hour for you. So keep in mind, we'll be here till 1 o'clock. So if you've got any questions for us, let us know, 303-477-5600. Ed, you're up next. What's going on, sir?
0: Okay, buddy, I'm in the process of trying to trade a car, and on a new car. What I'm
3: looking at is a Malibu,
0: and I have a 2016 Equinox Chevrolet four-cylinder, 130,000 miles. What do you think would be the best deal on that? I mean, what should you look at them giving me for my car?
3: Well, uh, since we've got Josh sitting here, and this is really way more up his alley than mine, he's going to do a little bit okay. of looking here and tell us. And you're, so do you already have a deal made or found a car, or where are you at with all that, Ed?
0: No, I'm looking at uh, Mike Marooney in Cottery Springs okay. Chevrolet. Okay. I'm I, I wondering, are they uh, repable? I don't know um. them, so
3: I can't say. I wish I did, but I cannot say. I don't know them.
0: Well, you has the Civil A dealership there in kind of
3: different parts. And, they, and they've with. got a car that is there advertised. That you can order one. How are you going to do that? Now, he said he has one there. I, I, I was going to go over next week and look at Malibu. Okay, so he's got one in stock. Um, and by the way, this is for everybody listening. Here's always the tip on buying a car, a new car. Yeah. Always work out your price of the new car before talking about your trade. Leave the trade out oh. of it until the very end, Ed. Okay. And the reason I say that is it'll tell you what the real value of your car is because cuz let's say for example they I'm just going to use round numbers. Let's say they want 30 grand for the new car. That's the deal you make. And all of a sudden they say, "Okay, well, you know what? We want 20 grand difference." We automatically know they're only giving you 10 grand for your car because you can buy the new car for 30 they now want 20 difference that means your car to them is is 10 grand that's how you do the used car thing never walk in and say what do you give me for my car towards this new car because they might come up with oh the new car is 35 grand so now they're giving you 15 grand for your old car when in essence no they're not they're giving you 10.
0: yeah i just had a deal i talked to a guy yesterday about a buick he wanted, I've done the wrong thing. I said, I don't want to trade my car in. <clears throat> what will you give me, give me for it? If they wanted, he said, $39,000 for that Buick. It's a good Buick and all that. But after it's all over with wanting to trade in, I had two cars that were going to trade in, in other words, but it come out to 35000 difference. And I said, well, wait a minute. They said net, uh, net, uh, uh, price for my both cars would have been $10,000. That's for, for a 2014 Patriot. Uh, four-wheel drive Jeep, and uh, Electronox. They're going to give me $10,000 for both of
3: them. So I knew yeah, that, that was way a good, deal. No, yeah, that, a good and deal. And again, that's why you always go in, and it's for everybody listening, always go in on a new car on the deal. You make a deal on the new car first. Brass tax, what's this thing going to cost me? And you don't do it with payments and all the other nonsense. You just say, what's the bottom line of this car going to cost me? Then... You can throw in, hey, you know. By the way, I think I might trade it. I've been thinking about selling my own car, but maybe I'd trade it. I'm not really sure. What do you give me for my car? That's how you start yeah. that process. Okay. Now okay, so back well, to well, what you your Equinox worth. What, uh, Josh? What do you think is and and we what did, what, yeah, what mileage, miles are on it? How many miles is on it? At 130.
5: 130. Okay. It's a four cylinder. It's a four cylinder. But it. The body is clean. In,
0: the insides clean. Body's clean. No dents. No, just like a new car. It's like a new car on inside and outside.
3: Okay. So 130k, but good, good shape. Oh yeah, good shape. Oh yeah, very good shape. Well, and by the way, what equipment? Is it fully equipped Equinox, or is it one of the stripped down yeah, versions? Yeah,
0: It's the. It's everybody. It's got okay. it all. So it's the got the whole up, nine
3: yards. Okay. Uh,
5: yeah. Right.
3: Okay. Good.
5: My, my, the uh, computers run a little slow, but I would probably. Yeah think, you know,
3: 15-ish, 15-ish,
5: 15, 16. The four-cylinder is kind of the killer. And is it all-wheel drive, or is it just wheel. two-wheel drive?
0: Well, uh, I, I think it's uh, 2 Well, probably two-wheel. I'm not for sure of that.
5: Okay. So that's going to bring
3: it down a little bit, probably around 13. Okay. If it's all-wheel drive, you'll get a couple grand more out of it, Ed, so you need to double-check that. Okay. But between 13 and yeah, 15, depending upon if it's front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. And especially in Colorado, the all-wheel drives always...
13: That would be money. the trade-in. They
0: would give me. You're saying they should give me thirteen thousand. dollars no,
3: that's crisis. that's value. That's value. That doesn't mean they're going to give you that because they're going to again. They they need to make money. And in their defense, they got to make some money yeah, as all right. well. So. That's just your starting point of where you need to be on everything. Now, the other thing you have to look at is again. This is where you go back to the new car price. Mm-hmm. Are they selling you the new car at full invoice? Are they at full list price? Are they somewhere in between? Are they adding anything onto the, the the list price? You know, onto the sticker price. Those are all the things you need to figure out on the first on the front side.
0: Okay, what you're saying, I go and say, hey, what I want to know what your new car costs and mm-hmm. what's the final cost of
3: everything, right. everything. That's right.
0: That's If I want to just going back. And that. then I say, after they tell me, it's going to cost you $35,000, that's registration and everything. And then, then I tell them, wait a minute, that's I got right. my car on.
3: That's right. Oh, You're on the right track. Yeah, well, I needed to know that. There you go. Ed, thanks for calling. Appreciate it very much. That's a little tip for the rest of you that are buying cars. That's how you would do that. Dan Muir, what's going up, sir? Hey, hey, how you guys doing? I, hey. I was going to say, what's so, going on up in Minnesota is what I meant to say. I didn't get all my up, words up in out. So. Minnesota? Well, you know, you, know
6: um, you guys sound like you guys are having the same weather we're having. Cloudy, rainy.
3: Yeah, no, no rain, rain yet, yet but yeah. definitely cloudy. Oh, no it's a little cooler. We're only 70 oh. degrees.
6: Yeah, we've, I think we've had like the coolest August, but I don't hear the news media talking about global cooling. Well, of course not. <laughs> right. So, no. I mean, we have not, and it's really unusual. We have not had one 90-degree day this August that I can think of. Really? So it's been, yeah, it's been, it's That's been actually really cool nice here thing. for August. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. So, hey, Josh. Hey. So the one thing you don't skip on is your annual inspection of your airplane.
3: That is... <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's very true. Good one.
6: No, you want that thing looked over thoroughly, no question about it. So, oh, i got to tell you something else, Josh. You know, you guys did the brakes on my CX-9. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so... The the back brakes have had to change out since you did them. Okay. But you know the front brakes have a hundred and twenty thousand miles on them. No way. And I just <laughs> yeah, and I just had them checked, and he said no pads are fine. We don't need to change them. It's like you got to be kidding me. So whatever you guys did with that BG stuff and whatever on those brakes, because the last ones, the back ones lasted. I think the back ones lasted about eighty thousand. That's eighty thousand miles where I haven't changed. Yeah. So that, that, and you know, I'm not an easy driver. Both have ridden with me, I think. <laughs> I know you know, it's not, it's not, yeah. So You know, it's not, it's, I mean, that's not, I'm, I don't baby it. But I got to tell you guys, oh, the other thing, um, so we did that in, induction cleaning, the BG induction cleaning on mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember what the miles were on it, but now the car's got about 215,000 on it. Do you think I should do that again?
3: I would, yes. You don't want that carbon building up in there. Yep, we were just talking about that during one of the breaks, Dan, actually.
6: Okay, so is that that something like, okay, so I could not find a local shop yet up here that I like. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using the Mazda dealership, and I got them set up on BG Products. Okay. Is that something BG can teach them how to do? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, just have them,
5: if they
3: don't know how to do it, have them call their rep, and they will come out. And use yours as a demo yep. since you're the one kind of setting it up. Exactly. Get you a little discount at the same time. Oh, uh, okay. Because they need a car okay. to demo, have them do yours. Oh,
6: great idea. Yeah, because the BG rep up here is really easy to work with. Well, there you go. So, have him do yours.
3: Yeah, no,
6: okay. Okay, that's good. There you okay, go. so i got to tell you guys, you guys are talking about interference. And, hey, really mm-hmm. quick, and so too. Had, really, hey, really oh, quick, yeah?
3: Dan, before I forget. Yeah. Make sure, to this would help us because... Um, uh, just, I, I can tell you off air a little more about it. But if you would have your rep call our guy down in Denver that's in charge of our territory and tell him that because of us, you now are doing more Jeep, more BG business up there. That would help me immensely.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll call you Monday. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I'll doing give
3: that. you all the details. But that would help me out a okay. ton because again, that that helps us because we're not only selling BG product here, but all over. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I've got these guys excited about VG. They cannot believe how this car... Awesome. I've got their highest mileage CX-9 they work on. <laughs> nice. And they also tell me it's the nicest CX-9 nice. they work on, other than the brand new ones. So, you know, as far as used ones. But I really keep the car up. And quite frankly, it's because of, John, because of my relationship with you and then getting to know Josh and nice. hosting Drive Radio a few times. You know, I'm just like this... Well, what are you, you know, Remember, you know what a hypochondriac is when it comes to, you <laughs> no, know... Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm like with my car. Any nice. noise or anything, it's like, hey, hey, this has got to get fixed. Nice. So I just, I just keep it up. Well, right? I appreciate that. So, but I did have, so you guys are you guys talking about interference. So ah. I had this craziest thing happen.
3: Okay, you have to hold and, that thought because uh, so, you already know what time oh, it is. No. <laughs> oh, is it? All right. Hang on. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Okay. I'll, I'll, All let right. You, I'll let you finish. Dan will finish up as soon as we come back. Dave and Gilbert, you guys hang on as well. We will be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560.
5: Still haven't had enough.